So I'm yeah. I'm glad with like um, facilitate facilitating. Yeah. So there may be a lot of pauses <laughs> like that where I'm like food. Rose's <laughs> brain food. is God. like somewhere got when he jumped out of the plane, he left part of it there. It's still it's still up. It's still up in the stratosphere. Oh, God. Fuck yeah, that was so fucking cool. I love it. I love it. You've so done it much. though, right? Like I have you've done it before. I have done it, and like the first time, I remember being like, "Oh fuck, oh fuck!" This entire time, I was like, "Fuck yes, let's go!" I was so hyped. <laughs> the guy was like, "Are you okay, my friend?" He's like this Russian dude, and I was like, "Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. You don't even have to keep asking me." It's I'm like, ready. To Are die. you still good, my friend? I was like, "Fuck yes, let's keep going." <laughs> And, like, I'm looking at Casey, and she's like, ah, 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 ah. and I'm like, you're going to do great. You're doing so great. And in my head, I'm like, I don't care if she dies because I'm going to have a good fucking time. <laughs> oh, my God, bro. I remember the first time, like, there was, like, so much shock, and then you, like, just transition into, like, the most peaceful, euphoric sense you've ever been in. And this time, it was just, like, I jumped out and was, like, automatically, like, high. I was like, oh, fuck, yes, this is... This is this the is best. So I'll probably healthy. start drugs again soon. <laughs> um, just because I'm going to chase that high for a real long time. <laughs> I mean, but isn't that so. a real thing about like why people get into crazy extreme adventure sports? Well, like some the adrenaline high or whatever. Adrenaline. Oh, yeah. Adrenaline rushes for sure. Like I said, yeah. So it'd be cool. You guys make your six figures. Buy me a plane or buy yourselves planes. You can't buy learn a plane how to with pilot. Six figures. That's gonna have to learn be like seven how to figures. pilot it, and then I'll just jump out of it. Boom. Bro, the health unfiltered I am not plane being responsible cast. for nice. your death, so your family can come for me. No. No, the thing is, my parents would be like, "Yeah, we knew this shit would happen." So, like at his funeral, they're like, "God." <laughs> Like, we told him not to do a fucking idiot. I'm like, yeah, you know. Bless his soul, fucking that's, idiot. That's how I want to live my life. <laughs> yeah. Hello and welcome back to the Health Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Ro and I'm here with the gang, the ladies. What's up? How's it going, Brooke and Nicole? Hey, hey. What's up? Oh my God. I come in fucking guns blazing and you guys are like, hey, hey. Like, sick. Awesome. Or her. Can we <laughs> please amp this up just a bit? <laughs> Hello, Jesus. ladies. How are we doing? What? Do it's you want us Sunday. to do like a chair? Like, yeah, I want you rah, to get up rah, out of rah, your rah. chair. Yeah. <laughs> Fan-fucking-tastic. Fan-fucking-tastic. You have Brooke MF West on your name. You can't be just like Brooke, like mildly fascinated West. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't say MC. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's fair. (laughs) Anyway, we're back. I'm excited. It's been a while since we've done just a three of just the three of us, right? I, I feel like we've had a couple of weeks. Yeah. We did a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. We've had, let's see, it was like Lindsay, Amy, um, and some other people I'm probably forgetting uh, just because it's not pulled up. But I'm excited. And this time it's, we're talking about foods. We're talking about your wheelhouse. And I'm going to come in as just like a, a bro scientist who's like, um, actually, I have these ideas, and I'm gonna get slapped around for a bit. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be. <laughs> well, a at least really you know where this is headed. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna just like mute yourself, please. Just shut up. Like, okay, 
<laughs> I'll listen this one. <laughs> um, but what are we drinking? We'll have you start off, Brooke, just because I know <laughs> it's been a strong one so far. <laughs> I was trying to sip it and get used to it, but I don't think that helped. Um, <laughs> so I'm drinking Woodville Kentucky Straight Bourbon. It's like 90 proof, Ooh, distilled and porked. Delicious. Cass. Cass? Is that how you say it? I don't know. I don't it know. it smells good. It tastes a lot stronger than it smells. So it like caught me off guard. <laughs> yeah, you sipped it and you were like, <laughs> I was like, okay. Well, you got I a put whole glass to go. Yeah, so I think it's getting better. That or like by the time I get down an ounce, I'm gonna be like, fuck it. Yeah, you're gonna be warm. You're like, oh, Brian, I need some more. <laughs> Have, do you have like special ice or like uh, big, big those ice big cubes. ice balls or do you just yeah like of... the big cubes? Oh okay, very cool. I think of like Manhattan's when I think of like a, a big old cube. Uh, side note: Have you guys ever seen the show Most Expensivest? Mm-mm. No. It's like two chains. I think it's two chains. Goes and finds like high class shit for anything. They have high class ice where it's like. Ten dollars for like two, two balls of ice because it's like the most purified thing. It's not made out of like your tap water. It has no extra minerals, so you like get the pure or like you get whatever whiskey or liquor you're drinking in its pure sense. It's not being diluted by like the chemicals or whatever flavors are in your tap water. And I was like, I well, we try did that do shit. so. We just have like the mold to make the big cube and we use mm-hmm. distilled water so that it's not altering the flavor. Does yeah. that count? Is that the same thing? I mean, I'm sure it's the same thing, but you know, it's, it's the most expensive is. So they're like, well, yeah, it's probably like treated 80 billion times and some bullshit so that they can charge you $50 for a bag of ice. Next <laughs> you're time like, you're over and be like, Ro, if you want this cube, it's going to need $10, bro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be like, um, I'll just drink it straight, straight. Then that's, disgusting um but yeah we gotta you gotta check that out and then also side note uh please sub and share the podcast so that we can get rich enough to have this ice i think that would be (laughs) really cool and if you know the people who make that ice and they want to sponsor us hook us up so we can know uh but Nicole, you said you were drinking something exciting or disgusting. I don't really know um, how you explain it. It's just it, a bad, bad decision. So oh. I love how Brooke is being super classy over there with her straight whiskey. You've come a long way, Brooke. But for me, <laughs> I've resorted back to old ways tonight. Um, I It's a like, beautiful spring day here in Tennessee. So I, pull- <laughs> oh my God, I, I pulled through a Sonic. <laughs> And got a cherry limeade, like the biggest one that they have, and just dumped tequila in it. And I'm like, this Uh, tastes like bad decisions and underage drinking. Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like a shooter you stole from like a store. You're like, yeah, this is. I'm like, why did I think this was going to be refreshing? This tastes disgusting. Like we used to drink like this. That tastes probably tastes like a hangover is what that tastes like. No, it tastes like underage drinking and bad decisions. I feel like every time I do something like that, which is not often because I'm an adult, Nicole. Uh, hey, it, I like, don't do this, okay? This is not me. <laughs> well, you do do this, and it is you because you did No, it, it's okay? just right like, now. <laughs> you, you, can't, you can't do that like, oh, I, you're like stereotypical. Like, oh, I'm not that kind of girl. I would never. And then you're doing that exact same fucking thing. So, the Sonic yeah, it, uh, cup. That's amazing. <laughs> it's not even in a regular cup. It's in the Sonic cup. 
that's so classy. Give me such a big hangover just because of the sugar that that always no it's a it's up. it's not the sugar i got a diet one okay oh so okay <laughs> don't well, then, be judging well, then, me no i don't People should eat more sugar. I don't give a shit about sugar. Well, eat, more saying, sugar. Like, eat more sugar. Eat more sugar. Absolutely not. We've already derailed. We're like five eat minutes Eat more in. sugar. <laughs> hey, all foods fit, right? That's the title of this That's episode. That's true, but sugar. I couldn't drink like... All 60 ounces of sugar. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's fair. <laughs> like, I'll take an XXXL loaded up with stevia. <laughs> Fucking lame. Uh, well, that sounds like it's going to be both a really great and horrible time. So <laughs> good luck with that. Uh, I just have Corona. I was on my spring break. And every time Casey and I travel, we, we take coronas um i don't know it's just kind of become our thing and normally we like drink them up at different sunsets or hikes oh that sounds nice all right uh different sunsets or or hikes um just because they're light and whatnot and they pretty much taste like water and i had some leftovers and i'm still pretending i'm on vacation so got myself the rona i love how you always keep going ro like you never like even if you're coming back from a trip, you're still like, oh, yeah, I'm going to drink. Whereas me and Brooke would be like, we have water or we have tea. I mean, we drink water, but like. I'm just you saying know, like right now, like so you just got home from spring break and oh, you're still ready well, to go. <laughs> well, it's the podcast. This is work. Okay? I'm not going to lie. I definitely thought of I actually have my papers on my desk talking about dehydration and fluids and electrolytes to study for my board exam and you're like and corona the ultimate hike hydration (laughs) it is tell me i'm wrong you can't science hasn't we haven't we don't know enough about the human body to say whether it's right or wrong so i'm gonna stick with that no we we drink plenty of water but it's just like a great way to end a hike Uh, it's just like a corona chill out Mm -hmm. and then then walk back but um but yeah so it's 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 good. I'm I'm happy about it. And then what I was going to say is that it's been a year, guys. Congrats on making it a year of pandemic. I don't wow. know if it's congrats. It's more congrats, like... Congrats, you've survived, you know? No. Like, what's the, what's, it, what's like the actual term when it's like the the anniversary of your trauma? That's what it is. A, an anniversary, isn't it? <laughs> of trauma. <laughs> you know? Like, I so you feel there. it all over it. again. Traumaversary? I don't know the thing, but yeah, I mean, it was crazy because we went to Utah last year and it was like this great trip. And then we got back and was like, well, I'll start my two week quarantine. And then it never ended. So, mm-hmm. well, we been, were like so hyped. We bought a Nintendo 64. We were like, this is going to be like being snowed in for two weeks. Like, right. we were so for excited. <laughs> we're making cocktails, fucking Mario's on the TV. And then after a couple of days, it's just like, it sets in and you're like, oh my God, this is life now. I I need to do Mm -hmm. other things. Yeah. Being in Arizona was different because New Mexico's um, still pretty shut down and was shut down hard. Uh, But Arizona's kind of like, hey, you guys want to go do this shit? Go ahead. It was like, cool. Awesome. And then (laughs) more importantly... Shout out to the Loyola University of Chicago Ramblers. They made it to the Sweet 16. They knocked off U of I. Suck it, U of I. All my <laughs> Illinois friends can also collectively suck it. So it's good. Hopefully the next podcast comes out and I'm like, we're in the Elite Eight. We're in the Final Four championship. But if you're a fan of the Blurs, 
let us know in the comments when you uh, <laughs> when you hear this. So I'm having a great day, in case you can't tell. I'm still very hyped up. <laughs> Nicole's loving uh, her face like, <laughs> Jesus. My I life was I just think it's like... really sweet that you still love your, like, undergrad people. My alma mater. Yeah, it's that. alma I mater, do. of course. Do you not feel that way, Nicole? Not at all. But, like, I went to any, like, one sports? football game my no. senior year of college. Like that is when I realized that like we were actually a school and like had sports teams. <laughs> well, to be fair, like Loyola only had basketball and volleyball and like volleyball is cool, but only if you make it to the championship. And our basketball team was so fucking bad when I was there that my roommate and I would just like – um. We would drink when we were of age, of course, uh, but we would go to the games and just like yell sports and just like just be stupid, you know. Um, and so it's really cool to like finally watch them like be good and like be consistently good and stuff. So, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of pride there. And I'll wear my scarf all day tomorrow, even though it's going to be like 70 degrees. But oh, my God. Bro. Whatever. It's going to be Please a good time. Please post a picture and tag Health Unfiltered so we can see. Oh, it. I will. i will send it to you guys too anyway let's move on and stop talking about me so we do have a question of the week which is a really good one so our question of the week is what is the goal of an intuitive eating nutrition program is it is it a good fit for me if i do want to lose some weight nicole i'm sure you have plenty of insight in in this yes so i definitely think there is some things to unpack just because I feel like some people know what intuitive eating is, but they maybe not, they don't know like all the pieces. So just like a quick overview of the intuitive eating framework, it is made up of 10 different principles. And those include rejecting the diet mentality, honoring your hunger, making peace with food, challenging the food police, discovering the satisfaction factor, feeling your fullness, coping with your emotions with kindness, respecting your body, feeling the difference with movement and honoring your health with gentle nutrition. I know that's a mouthful, but it kind of sounds like great and a little basic and maybe like too good to be true. So with intuitive eating, we're doing a lot of the things completely opposite with what you would find in a fad diet. And so with fad diets, They're going to give you really strict rules on what you can and can't eat. Sometimes they're even going to give you timeframes that you can and can't eat. So these rules essentially pull you away from your intuition. So say like you just ate like the allotted snack that this diet said you could have, like one apple and one string cheese. But after you eat that, your body is still telling you that it's hungry through your stomach growling. You're not able to pay attention, whatever it is. And that's me- that means that you need more fuel based on your current needs for the day. But a diet is going to tell you that you just had your snack, so you can't eat anymore, even though you're still hungry. And just because a diet tells you rules that you should follow, it doesn't mean that this is the right way to eat for you or that it's even healthy for you and your body. So with intuitive eating, 
we approach this with a very individualized plan that ultimately leads you to being able to feel the hunger and honor it as soon as you begin to feel that hunger, not when you're ravenous and want to punch someone in the face. But you're also able to feel your fullness and recognize when you've had enough to eat and you're able to continue on with your day, your activity, and you feel fueled to do so. Um, We're also not going to be labeling foods as good or bad or I can or can't have this. And that is a huge piece in allowing you to develop that piece around food, meaning that you're not constantly thinking about food, wishing you can have that piece of cake. You just like have the piece of cake and you move on with your life. So another big part of like the end goal here is being able to respect the body that you're in. So this means that you're built to be a certain size or shape and you don't force yourself to shrink to match the world's body ideals. Um, And there's a lot of interesting research around this. If you do like extreme diet or exercise to reach a weight that you're not, your body's not meant to be, that you will actually end up gaining the weight back plus some almost always just because this is your body's way of protecting you. So ultimately the end goal looks like not obsessing over food or counting calories. You're able to trust the way you naturally, your body naturally communicates with you when you're hungry and when you're full and you're able to ask yourself what it is that you actually want to eat, not what you should be eating. And then you'll also approach various health behaviors based on the way they make you feel um, instead of like what you think you should do. And weight loss is not going to be like the primary focus here. It's mainly going to be like what leads me to feeling my best and feeling my healthiest self. So To really embrace the intuitive eating process, you have to be able to put that weight loss on the back burner and really focus on like, what is my body communicating with me and how do I feel? I know that was a lot, but (laughs) hopefully that- the succinct version. Yeah. No, I mean, so we do have a one, two episodes, I don't remember, on intuitive eating, um, which you can definitely check out for like more in-depth, for a more in-depth explanation- but I think so much of it is the answer is, is I guess when you can sum it up is like you can lose weight, but that's not the main focus, right? It's like you're trying to appreciate you as a as a whole. And when you start doing that, then eventually it, it becomes so much easier to lose weight if that if you do respect yourself and love that you can kind of eat whatever because you're not like, oh, I can, can't do that. So, yeah, I think that that was a really great way to to answer that question yeah it's like so much of dieting is the first thing people think about is weight loss but intuitive eating is like no let's worry about how you can connect even just with hunger and fullness before you worry about manipulating your body size it's almost like if that's a secondary effect which it can be awesome but that shouldn't be our primary focus yeah is that right nicole Yeah. And I think like you'll (laughs) really, you'll start to realize, you know, all these different ways that your body communicates with you. And then when you are actively like stopping to listen to that, you're just like, oh, (laughs) like, you know, taking care of myself doesn't have to be this huge, complicated rule following thing. It really can just be like, what does my body feel like today? And that's going to affect like, the way you eat, the way you talk to yourself, the way you approach your relationships, the way you move your body, all these other things. Yeah. Is is it fair to say that like 
I, I know that it's like a it's a it's a system or a belief or something, but like we a lot of us like do this, right? When we're hungry, we eat. When we're thirsty, we drink, right? Like, and and if it's like I feel like having crackers or I feel like having uh, animal crackers, clearly I'm thinking about animal crackers. Like I'm just gonna go and have those, right? Instead of being like, oh, this is I don't know if I can have this. Like I haven't done this. Blah, blah. So I feel like a lot of us do parts of it naturally because yeah. that's kind of the whole point but i do think that if you are actively wrapped up in diet culture and fad dieting that you're actively pushing against that because okay, yeah. i mean yeah. i definitely remember for myself when i was hungry you know i always thought like oh i'm just thirsty no you're hungry nicole <laughs> like or oh i'm just gonna go drink a cup of coffee to suppress my hunger you know we've ta- yeah, kind of talked that, about that before of one. all yeah. these different things that you do to try to suppress this natural biological response instead of just eating. So it's kind yeah. of coming back to that of, yeah, diet culture has told you one thing that you should fear your hunger, but it's actually something that you should just like respect and honor and allow it to do like allow your body to do its job. Which is to keep you alive. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, <laughs> stay alive, people. We need your listens. No, but because uh, we care about you, we love you. So um, let's move into what we're talking about today. As I've kind of alluded to earlier, um, this week we're going to talk about the concept of all foods fit. Um, right off the bat, I and I'm sure we'll talk about this. For me, I feel like I think of like if it fits your macros uh, is like the first thing that pops into my mind. But I, I didn't know that like all foods fit was like a a concept. So I'm really excited to to learn and hear from you two about like what exactly it means and how it's different from you know the IIF CYM if it fits your YCM um, if it fits your macros. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking looking forward to it like a lot. So I guess first we have to define what is all foods fit. I think we all subscribe to like this mindset uh, here on the podcast, especially, um, but you can apply it in different ways. So for you, what does all foods fit mean? I'll go ahead and start. So like you meant, kind of how you mentioned earlier, this is applied in a lot of different ways. So I think everyone has their own view, but for me Personally, I do believe in a flexible nutrition approach. I definitely embrace this all foods fit mindset. Um, There's always a lot of asterisks in this kind of conversation when it happens, though. You know what I mean? Um, Do I think humans were meant to consume radioactive orange chips that stain your fingers? No, I don't. But I think like if Flamin' Hot Cheetos bring (laughs) you the same joy that they bring me, then that should be a part of your life. I just think that we have to remember there's an appropriate moderation and balance. And when we have a healthy intake, by healthy intake, I mean we're hydrated. We eat lean protein, healthy fat sources, fruits, veggies, fiber, the whole nine yards. I do think it's okay to include whatever else you enjoy. And that's kind of what all foods fit and flexible nutrition means to me because I don't think health is just about eating the fruits and veggies, lifting heavy weights and how fast we run. It's balancing all those things we talk about so much with mental, emotional, spiritual, vocational, all these other areas of health. And this is an art. 
And I don't think that the outdated mindset of I only eat clean foods, I say that I'm doing air quotes for everyone listening uh, because I don't believe in that. But I don't think that all foods fit that framework. I don't think it fits into this idea of holistic health. I don't. Um, If you disagree with me, at me, please do. I'm ready. We can have that combo. Wait. So just to be clear, because I think at at the end you said all foods fit doesn't fit into health and it's that it no i don't think the i only eat clean fits into health oh okay like this yeah and that's where my air quotes come in because i don't like that term like this but eat clean i don't think that that fits into a balanced healthy life so that's Mm -hmm. why i do believe in all foods fit flexible nutrition and i have a hard Mm -hmm. time thinking that anyone can be like no, I feel great and I have so much joy in my life and all I freaking eat is raw veggies. I just like, I don't <laughs> see that happening. Um, Unseasoned chicken's the best. Come no. on. Mm-hmm. You just have a, a little hot sauce, throw it on there, boom, easy. You don't Signs need flavors of a in psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great explanation. What about you, Nicole? What does all foods fit mean to you? When I think about all foods fitting, I really think about that making peace with food portion of what I believe in. And what I mean by that is when you decide that normally like something, there's a lot of shit going on in your life. Everything seems to be going wrong. You're feeling down about yourself. And that's the moment you decide I'm going to go on this extreme crazy diet because that's going to fix all my problems. And when you go and you choose this diet or whatever it is, it's typically going to be something that is taking out so many of your favorite foods. And I, one, like, I don't think any of us believe that that's sustainable, but it's also like not enjoyable. It makes you miserable. (laughs) So when I think about all foods fitting, I really think about allowing yourself to keep the foods that you enjoy in your life. And not trying to drastically cut them out all of a sudden, because then you're just going to fixate on them constantly and then more than likely end up like binging or over consuming that thing once you allow it back into your life. So all foods fitting really to me just means like you have a healthy relationship with all of your favorite foods and you're not labeling things as good or bad and you're not trying to like take those things away from you. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great answer as well. I think when I think of that, it's still so much of the, if it fits your macro step thing, but I I think the reason that there is, is probably some disconnect or that there's, um, you know, the different things is because, a lot of people who subscribe or think to, um, if it fits your macros, it's like, oh, if I have a hundred percent of my diet, even though I hit all my macros, is through, you know, Oreos and McDonald's and whatever, then it works. Then it's fine. Um, so I think that that's kind of where, in my mind, where like the disconnect might be because all foods fit kind of looks more holistic to me when when I hear you two explain it I mean it might just be like your your explanations for it as well um because yeah like if that's part of it if if I enjoy eating Oreos and I want Oreos because they're gonna make me feel good like emotionally or mentally then I should have those and not just be like here I'm gonna have another my fourth apple for the day like 
fuck that. Just have your Oreo, you know? Uh, but but I, I think that's that's probably where maybe a disconnect lies, which you might get into uh, a little later. But cool. So that's that's our, our definitions of all foods fit. So now we can get into the nitty gritty. So I'm excited to talk about things we might agree and disagree with. So, you know, when we think about calories and like and what they are, you know, so many people can can pick up a candy bar or type into Google how many calories are in an apple. Like what, what are calories? You know what I mean? Like so many people think that it's like, it's it's just this, this arbitrary unit, but calories actually have a meaning. And if you all could explain what that is, and then we can get into like, you know, maybe why they are or aren't the same based on a couple different factors. So, I mean, calories are just a unit of measurement of something that holds energy. Um, and technically, when we're talking calorie, a calorie is a calorie. It's a unit of energy. It holds the same amount of energy regardless of whatever it's coming from. But I do – I don't agree that all calories are created equally. I think 100 calories in an apple versus 100 calories in a cookie is different. Like if we wanted to give calories a grade from A to F based on what those calories are actually comprised of, like I don't think all calories are created equal um, in that sense. I think there's a lot more to it, like what vitamins and minerals are in it. Is it their fiber? What's the macro composition like? And those things do matter. So I don't know. My answer does make sense. And it all <laughs> like I agree and I disagree. <laughs> like technically, yes, but also no. Mm-hmm. All right. What about you, Nicole? Yeah. I, when I think about calories, I think about, you know, the gas that you put in your car. So when your mm-hmm. tank is flashing empty, you go and refill it with gasoline. And it's the same way as our bodies. They need calories to function and keep us going in life. But like Brooke said, they're, they're not all created equal. So, but this is like the biggest thing is I think so many people want to get into the nitty gritty of what is in the calories before they tackle consuming enough in the first place. So the very first thing that you need to do is you have to be consuming enough calories every single day to sustain that, like the energy that you're putting out in your life. And then once you're doing that, then we can get into those like micronutrients and the macronutrients and all those things. Because yes, like I do believe that like not all calories are created equal, you know, some foods are going to give you a little bit more, bang for your buck than others and but at the end of the day they're all going to be broken down to expend calories what are we laughing at sorry i was laughing at i saw brooke take a (laughs) swig of her whiskey and she's like no that was i'm not not laughing at your at your description she's an idiot because i agree yeah i'm like just laughing at you i'm like oh no (laughs) no i think you know uh Brooke, you did mention that calories are like a unit of men- a unit of of measurement, and it's really just like the amount of energy it takes to 
increase, I believe, a liter of water by one degree uh, of temperature and it being Celsius. Like that's like the technical uh, answer to that. Um, I guess, you know, I don't want to say I disagree because I'm not trying to fight. Right. But I do have questions because what you're explaining is like food. Right. And saying that like foods are different. Like, of course, eating a salad is healthier than eating a sleeve of cookies you know what i mean even if they have the same amount of calories and it's like the same macronutrient profile whatever you're going to get a lot more minerals a lot more fiber just more roughage and like healthier things when it comes to the salad but like when it's broken down inside of you the the calories are the same are they not like the 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 glucose that you get from sugar is the same as the glucose that you're going to get from i mean sugar is glucose so bad example but glucose that you get from like a a strawberry is the same as the glucose you're going to get from those radioactive cheetos right like where where, i I guess like where is the difference and and is it that like we're being too specific with calories and not just talking about like overall food did that question make sense i don't know yeah I think it's it doesn't just get broken down to the glucose though, right? Like all of yeah. those different micronutrients are going to go in supporting, you know, muscle recovery or mu- muscle function like um what are some other ones, Brooke? <laughs> well, I just life, right? Any of it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's just like y- you have 100 calories of this one miscellaneous food and 100 calories of the other just because they're 100 calories doesn't mean they're created equal. And so that's where it's like, sure, a calorie is a calorie, but I don't think that all calories are created equal. I think Mm -hmm. that there's a big difference because one calorie of something can get broken down and do a lot of different things versus one calorie of something can get get broken down and it's like useless and just a sugar spike, blood sugar spike. Yeah. Because of what it's comprised of. So like, I guess that's my reasoning of why I don't agree. When you said useless. No, 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 no. No, it's it's because because I think uh, because I think it's still it, it and it may just be like a semantics thing, right? Because like it, it is just like a a unit of of me- measurement. So I, I don't I, I I can it makes sense in my head that if I'm like we have A and B, they're both a hundred calories. Fine, A is comprised of you know. X amount of carbs, X amounts of fats and proteins, and then B is comprised of Y amount. So it's like totally different, right? So what they're going to do as far as like energy is going to be different because we've zoomed in a bit more on the uh, the macronutrient profile, but the calories are still the same. So, and then, go ahead. okay, sorry, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt your thought. No, I, I have plenty. <laughs> I, know, I, I know you do. So like what Nicole said is like we still – right, we always need to worry about calories first. But I think mm-hmm. my point is that we need to zoom in and understand 
uh, like 100 calories from gummy bears are just going to cause this instant spike in blood sugar. It's going to be a different type of energy that comes from that 100 calories versus 100 calories from raspberries, which are full of fiber. It's going to stabilize your blood sugar. It's actually going to give you a more sustainable, even keeled energy. So that's what I guess I'm trying to say is like we should think about it a little bit zoomed in. I'm not saying we need to worry Mm -hmm. about well, this only has eight grams of protein. No, but like just thinking about it in a way that it does, the food choices do matter. And we need to mm-hmm. zoom in just a little bit to understand that the balance and the composition of different types of calories that you consume matter. Yeah. Like if you say, you know, you need about 2000 calories every single day, what if you just ate those 2000 calories in Snickers bars? <laughs> like right. at what point? are you going to crash and burn? You know, like, so there does mm-hmm. have to be, yes, it's still 2000 calories, but it's not going to give you the results that you're looking for to be able to like show up and participate in your life. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's, that's a really fair point. And it depends on, and I think that's also like the nuance of the weight loss and whatever you're performing, right? Because if you need 2,500 calories throughout the day, like as, as you're, BMR, and you have 2,000 calories just from your Snicker, Snickers bar, Nicole, like you will lose weight, right? Like thermodynamic states that you will lose weight. But because it's a Snickers bar, you're not going to feel great. Like mentally, you're not going to be there. Uh, at some point, your performance like will recover or will, sorry, uh, will suffer um, because you're not getting like an adequate amount of protein, fat, whatever. Um, and then I think kind of shifting a little further there is that like even if you hit all of your macronutrients and you did that with like supplements mostly right so you had like for whatever reason you're just having like glucose scoops or like that uh xanthan gum or whatever that's just going to give you a lot of uh carbohydrates and then protein and then let's just say like butter or something or maybe even some bullshit ketones you're going to have a better macronutrient profile, sure. And if it's less than what you're burning, you're go- or yeah, you're going to lose weight. But then you would have to take a lot more supplements to get those minerals, to get everything else that comes with food. You'd have to drink more water because you're not getting the water from food. So I, I, I totally agree with what you are saying. It's just like in my mind, I'm thinking like, all foods are not equal because how they're how they're burned and like what a unit of measurement as like a calorie is it is like equal because i i think if you look at like a, a calorimetry where it's just you just heat up this food source and see how long it takes to to heat up the you're really just blowing food up that i'm pretty sure that if you heated up a, you know, cookie with equal amounts of salad in every aspect that it would burn the same. Right. I think this is a perfect example of how science in the lab doesn't translate to science and how the body feels. Fair. Yeah. Right? Like, so in the lab, Mm -hmm. we're we're on the exact same page. In the lab, 100 calories is 100 calories. That's it. But the body doesn't see it that way. And the 100 calories will feel, process, you know, it'll be different. So I think that that's like, I think we are, we all agree on the same thing. We're just like, 
getting hung up and going about it in different ways. But like yeah. I'm with you in the lab, yeah. But I think like in the body, no. <laughs> yeah, which which is which is fair. Yeah, but like my caveat to that is like uh, Johnny Menzel almost won a national championship eating Mountain Dew and Doritos. So. You could perform pretty well, but also he's not in the league anymore, so so he's like not the best example to use at all. And he probably well, Phelps won, is one know. of those people. He was like McDonald's athlete. Like he went to Beijing, and all he ate was McDonald's. Yeah, and, but but I think that so much of that still falls into like what we think about the all foods fit thing, where you can only have so much. And I'll say clean, and I am air quoting food. When you're eating, when you have to eat 9,000 calories to be able to perform and keep up his physical, like, I mean, the guy's a freak athlete. He he is the most awarded Olympian, like, ever. Then, yeah, you have room to be like, I'm going to wake up and have a whole fucking cake. But that's because it's not even half of my calories. <laughs> like, you, you get to you get to do that. Um, and that goes back to, like, the the health and mental health aspect that we talked about, too, right? Where if he was just eating chicken and broccoli for 9,000 calories a day for four years straight no way like nobody survives the volume of food would be unbearable on your stomach like your GI would be destroyed hey like I mean trust me I know 18 year old row eating those two two bags of chicken and being constipated so (laughs) yeah he, he would sink to the ground like just from from all the shit that was inside of him um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think that one of the, the most important things is that like, we, we agree from a, like, um, from a practical standpoint that like, you have to look at food as food and you have to understand that like, yeah, maybe the calorie thing, they're the same, but you're going to get nutrients and, and micronutrients and water and all these things. And those don't have like calories to them right i don't think minerals are are counted as calories but they help your whole system become more efficient and they help you to become healthier so that you are able to go and exercise and live life and whatever and then you're increasing your bmr um and then your total daily energy expenditure so i think it was just good to talk about like why so many people argue about stuff when they're the same thing (laughs) you know what i mean it's just like little little nuances um but i I think that you know uh we 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 have we have already kind of touched about on about how if you wanted to lose weight if that was your sole goal i just want to lose weight i don't really care about how i quote unquote perform i don't play a sport i just want to whatever what do you say to those people who are like, hey, you know, if it fits my macros works because I'm just focused on losing weight. Like, what do you do as a, as a dietitian who works with clients who like says that to you? This is a good question because I do, I do flexible macro coaching. Um, so sure, calories in versus calories out. If you want to lose weight, less needs to go in and more needs to go out at the end mm-hmm. of the day. But it's more of a question of how do you want to feel during the process? Because Great. you can eat 1,800 calories a day and you can be starving. Or you can eat 1,800 calories a day and be satisfied. 
And so one of the things I actually track with clients is hunger because I don't think even when you're trying to lose weight, you should ever be starving. You should never be super hungry. If you are, we're doing something wrong and it starts to become this game of volume of food. What what are you like? What are you actually eating? Are you eating all junk food towards that 800 calories? And so you're not actually eating that much food because you're not going to feel very good. Um, mm. And so I think that's one of the things to consider. And when people are losing weight, where everyone tends to go wrong, not to blame people, this is just the messaging of fad diets that we get everywhere. Usually people are picking something that doesn't actually make sense for their life. They're just like, oh, well, I heard so-and-so did this. I'll use keto since I fucking hate that shit. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do keto because so-and-so did it and they lost all this weight. Uh, Newsflash, yeah. most of it was water in the beginning, but whatever. Um <laughs> So, but they're, they're never going to eat like that for the rest of their life. So what happens mm -hmm. is you pick this unrealistic, unsustainable eating pattern, you lose some weight, you gain it back. That is not successful weight loss. The only successful weight loss occurs when it's sustainable. So we need to kind of change how we think about weight loss. And I'll tell you about almost every fad diet will fail for most people. And so you need to also make sure that your eating patterns and those calories you're choosing are something that you can stick with. And that's why I think the flexible all foods fit approach where you have, yes, absolutely have these healthy balanced things that should be a part of your diet, but still leave room for the fun foods should be a part of your weight loss. It should be a part of then the reverse diet back to your new maintenance. And then it should always be a part of your life, the good and the bad. It's not bad. I don't want to label foods good and bad, but you know what I mean? Like the variety, yeah. the variety the processed foods can be in your diet. It just needs to be mindfully placed. Yeah. And it can, it can be like that. Like I'm having, I'm really stressed. Right. And, and I like, I just know that a strawberry milkshake is going to like make me feel better for whatever reason. I have checked all my boxes throughout the day. I'm, I'm, I've had all my, you know, I'm saying good, but also we need to think of a better way to describe these because like we can only air quote so much and then people are like, we, we can't see that. Um, but sometimes like you, you, you need that. And, and I think it's, it's, and I'm kind of switching gears here. Like, it's great that you said that you shouldn't be starving or really, really hungry when you are losing weight, if it's in a structured way, because like, are you going to be a little hungry and hungry? Like, yeah, those are cues that, that are happening because, and correct me if I'm wrong, but like they're happening because you are you're eating less. So your body's like, hey, I'm hungry. We should eat. But the difference between that and every night I'm, I have to sleep at 6 p.m. because I just can't stand these hunger pangs, like that's a fucking problem, right? Um, and then that's, it, that's a, a, a pretty big sign that you're moving probably too fast. Right. Like it, it's mm -hmm. that's that's normally what it is or like too aggressive to the, with the taper. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the the volume of food. Right. You it makes sense that people eat salads and they're like, fuck, that like really filled me up when they can just like pound snacks like for days. But it's because like, you know, we keep going back to cookies, but they're they're fluffy. They're filled with air. There's like no substance. But if you have. You know, like I know I'll never have kale willingly, but if you have like you know kale, lettuce, uh, croutons, maybe some meat in there, blah blah blah, like that's a lot of things that are going to fill you up, and I think that's that's what you mean by like volume of food, correct? Yeah, exactly. It's like a hundred calories of butter is like 
nothing, you know, versus <laughs> yeah. 100 calories of vegetables. That's the what I mean by the volume of food is just playing with um, making sure that essentially these things will change as you taper off and depending on you and your goals and like over time, you know, less of your plate is going to be able to be super calorically dense foods, right? And you'll have to start swapping those out for other, you know, fibrous, not so calorically dense foods so that there's still a full plate of food. It's just comprised of different things. Yeah. Paula Dean would like to speak to you about, uh, you know, butter not being enough. We but. can have words, Paula Dean. <laughs> yeah, plenty. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. That's funny. Sorry, that's, that was the bourbon. That's the, Sorry. That's the bourbon, yeah. And you're like, come at me, Paula Dean. Just like, you racist piece of shit. <laughs> anyway, before we get canceled by people who are racist, um, let's talk about some, some common myths about the All Foods Fit mindset i know i kind of talked about like maybe some nuance between that and if it fits your macros but like what are some some things to to think about uh not only for someone who's like listening but for maybe a practitioner who's like oh this is like this is something i i should try to implement with my clients or something yeah i think the biggest myths that you're going to hear around all foods fit is that you're just going to be completely out of control and continue to just like eat whatever food it is that you really enjoy, but you have kind of deemed as, oh, I shouldn't have this. So say it's pizza, like you're just scared that you're always going to eat pizza for the rest of your life and nothing else. <laughs> and that's definitely, you know, I think we've just touched on that a lot on the podcast before of, you know, maybe in the beginning you really enjoy pizza a couple slices too many and you're super full and whatever, but like you learn from it and is the more that like you have that food in your life, it's kind of kind of it's kind of going to lose its luster and, you know, you're going to be more like, "Oh yeah, this is here. It's good, but I don't have to eat it every day." Yeah, I like that you touched on there's kind of a calibration period, and that's okay. If it's kind of like, well, it's going to take me a minute, but mm -hmm. that's also normal. Yeah. For sure. I think the one of the biggest myths I hear about it is that you just eat whatever you want, whenever you want, and you don't eat healthy foods. I would say this yeah. is also kind of something I hear people say about intuitive eating. I'm like, no, that's not really how it works. Yeah, that's fair. It's yeah. really more about the whole all foods fit is really more about an inclusive mindset, not necessarily that those things don't matter and having healthy foods and a balanced diet doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of funny, too, because I think a lot of people who take on more of like the perfectionist persona, they really love, you know, the diets and the rules because they want to know. They want to know the rules so they can follow them. And, you know, I totally get that. And I understand wanting, you know, structure in your day. But that's also something that you can have with All Foods Fit. Like, just because you say All Foods Fit doesn't mean you have to toss out every single behavior or pattern that is beneficial to you. Like, if you really enjoy meal prepping and it helps you to, like, prepare for your week and you know that you're going to have things available to you when you're hungry and when you're busy – 
that's totally cool. Keep doing that. But Mm -hmm. also keep, you know, the fun things around that maybe be in a prepackaged box. You know, maybe they are radioactive orange, whatever. (laughs) Like, keep those things around just so you know, like, if a random little craving comes up, like, that's available and you can munch on a few of them and you can go back to your day. Yeah. Yeah, I like to think of it. Uh, well, Dr. Anna Galpin has, um, he talks about like bakers and cooks and like how when you cook something, you can, you know, you can toss in something and it's like blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that there's there's two types of people, either a baker or a cook. And then uh, a baker, like when you bake something, things need to be like pretty exact. Otherwise, the bread flattens out or, you know, the the flan is not super jelly or whatever. And so those people need to have like the, these are my macros. This is what I can and can eat, whatever. And then the cooks are like, hey, like this is kind of where you need to be within and how you get there is, is kind of your choice. And people are like, cool. And I know that especially since you you two are dietitians and I deal with like, you know, some some food stuff, but not to the extent that you two do, you have a better understanding of when that might be needed for a certain person right like of course when i was younger it was like hey it has to be this and it has to be this otherwise you know like you're a wuss and you're not taking this seriously blah blah and then yeah people people don't fucking do it because that's not how everyone is but you know another way i like to think about it is this is ROI Health TM. I've been working on it for a long time, meaning I thought about it once in a dream. Uh, it's like Google Maps, right? You type in like where you want to go and there's like so many ways you can get there. Sometimes it's a little longer, sometimes a little shorter. And then, you know, you can have every direction like given to you, like bam, bam, bam. Or you ask someone like, hey, how do I get to this certain place? Like hey, you take uh, this road, this road, this road. And it may not be the fastest way, but you're like, I enjoy this drive. I love w- driving towards this neighborhood or, you know, I, it's a nice day out. So I'm just going to do whatever. And like, that's, that's also how, how it is, is that like everything kind of fits into it, but like, it also depends on who you are as a person and like what you're going to need to do in order for you to succeed. Um, and I, uh, and probably dehydrated because I that beer is hitting me pretty and it's a corona, right? So it like shouldn't hit me like at all, but it's it's light. So I'm like, I don't know how that connects, but I think it did. Um but we it talked about does. like Okay, okay, sweet, I'm, nice. I'm tracking. I, yeah. The bourbon, even bourbon girls tracking. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're like type A plus plus plus. So even when you're like bourbon, you're like just type A plus and you're still way <laughs> Maybe more. Maybe type A minus I. today. I don't know. <laughs> Oh no, A minus. I'm still like type Z. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, <laughs> so we talked about like the the myths about all foods fit and kind of the differences and nuances. But you know, like when we when I think about intuitive eating, it's like something that's so like should be natural, but it is kind of like a it's it's like a, a food system and it's a rule. But only because I think that that's kind of the society we live in, where everything has to be placed in a box, like. Just because you like to eat meat doesn't mean you're like a carnivore diet only person or, uh, you know, like, oh, I do like veganism on the weekend, which doesn't make any sense to begin with. But like, is all foods fit just another sneaky way to become another food rule? Like, is it something that people are now going to have to be like, fuck, like, this is something else I have to think about? Or is it like a more 
liberating thing like what are are your thoughts on on that yeah i think you know it's really what way you decide to go with it so i remember you know when i was in college i was following a lot of people who posted a lot about um if it fits your macros and they would post weird ass shit like in their (laughs) booty short like spandex and sports bras with their abs showing and like one oreo in their hands and i'm like what's happening right now and they would you know use that term like all foods fit balanced blah 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 but i'm also just like is it balance if you can only have one Oreo or whatever it is you were promoting? And so I do think, you know, it can get twisted. But yeah, I mean, definitely don't view this as a rule. Like, I think if we just embrace really figuring out the eating pattern that works best for us and our goals and our performance and the way we show up and we want to live our lives you know, yes, that's going to take trial and error. It's going to take time. It's going to take working with somebody if that's super important to you, but you don't need to stress about adding Oreos to your diet if you don't like Oreos <laughs> like or whatever, the only you know, can be free. Is yeah, yeah, it's just, you know, it's really just trying to eliminate that stress and worry and concern around food because, at the end of the day, it is what it is. You're going to have busy days. You're going to have days that don't go as planned. And like, maybe that means you pull through the McDonald's drive through because that is what was available to you. And that doesn't mean you're going to do it every day. But yeah, I mean, for me, I definitely don't, don't want this to be an added stress. <laughs> I just, you know, it's just a way of like learning what works best for me and how can I not be afraid of food or obsessed with food if things have to be mixed up or changed. Yeah, I think when all foods fit was is applied in the true if it fits your macros, like the hardcore people, I think that it promoted a lot of really unhealthy behavior in my opinion and it led to a lot of strange like what I would describe as like binge eating type behavior and like people would do these weird things where they would make like macro caps where it's like, I'm not hungry, but I didn't hit every single number to the gram, so I'm going to make this weird-ass concoction and just, like, force-feed myself. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. That's me. And I'm just like, Yeah, or what? that was me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that to me just, like, doesn't make sense. Like, I just feel like that's an unhealthy behavior. And someone that doesn't know a lot about what I do is probably like, I'm so confused. Don't you do macro coaching? Yeah, I do. But I do flexible macro coaching, so I actually work on – there's a range, right? I So mm-hmm. very, very rarely. For certain situations, we're talking like pre and post-workout nutrition prescription. Yeah, I'm pretty dialed in. But other than that, like, no, I'm never telling someone like you have to eat 155 grams of protein. There's a minimum. There's a healthy range. The rest should be dictated about how your body feels, what you're feeling like that day, taste preferences. So that's how I think my philosophy differs a little bit. And I'm talking about the true IFFYM, like – straight up followers you know what i mean yeah you can call them cult members yeah some of them yeah i oh because like i remember uh when when i was into like bodybuilding and it was like macros and it was like you had to hit these numbers if i had a certain amount left and it was like 
10 p.m. and I was not hungry or something. It was like, all right, I'm going to mix protein powder with honey with like oats. And it's like, I don't like oatmeal. I fucking hate oatmeal. But the amount of times I ate it just because it like fit or, you know, people told me that it was going to do whatever. And then you add in like some other like, oh, I need fat. So like, here's like a, a, a certain amount of butter in it. Like that doesn't really sound appealing, but especially that late at night, but it's like, well, I have to hit my macros. Like I, I'm, I'm going to do this. And so like, yes, I had the, if, if there was like a fruit or whatever that had those perfect macros, like I would have eaten them, but also I was so focused on just getting those macros that it was like, I'm going to throw a bunch of shit together and just be fine with it. Like, this is just what I have to eat today. And, and one of the things that I, that I learned the most is that like, you know, we're, we're taught that in order to be successful, like you do have to do things day in and day out. And that's, that's fair. Right. But that doesn't mean you have to do everything perfect day in and day out. Like if we look at losing weight, you know, it's, it's a, it's an active daily, weekly, monthly things, depending on how much weight you need to lose and blah, blah, blah. Like the same thing with like getting strong or being better at anything. Like if you you don't eat enough or you eat too much not to lose weight and i'm like air quoting on monday that doesn't mean like your your whole week is screwed right like there's a part of you that maybe like tuesday now you're not as hungry because you happen to eat more on monday and you're like oh cool like my body's going to naturally like keep burning or i'm oh i'm going to stay in a in a deficit naturally instead of like having to force myself in there just because I like tended to eat a little more yesterday. And so when you zoom out, right, like you can have really good days and like a bad day here and there, and then it's still going to be fine because if you fall within the ranges that you're talking about, Brooke, like then it's, then it's good, right? Like just because you didn't hit the exact target every day does not mean that you failed. And I think that's kind of where a lot of the, if it fits your macros, people fall into where, yes, I can eat whatever, but that also means that I need to use whatever to fit into the goals or the targets that I set for that day. And I think that's a really important distinction. Now, I also think that some people will probably like and and I and I hope that they're listening and they're like, oh, it's the same thing to me because I, I believe what Brooke is saying and I believe what Nicole is saying. I've just been calling it like if it fits your macros, then that's awesome. That's really great. And I'm happy that you are healthy that way, you know, and that you are like you have a great relationship with your food and you give yourself freedom to kind of do whatever. But for for the people who might be listening and they're like, nope, I need to hit my targets like. Uh, what do you say to those people? Yeah, and I think I want to also, I guess, kind of clarify. I love making <laughs> no. fun of fad diets. Love <laughs> right. love calling out keto. Love being hard on if it fits your macros. Of course. And for some people, these eating patterns really work for them. It's good for them. And they have a healthy relationship with food and like more power to those people. However, I think generalizing most people don't and i think that mm-hmm. there's like a poor relationship with food and not listening to our mind body connection and being in tune with what's actually going on and then you become so disconnected 
over, you know, for years through cycling through these things, that that's when it becomes an issue. And that's where I think you need to challenge yourself. Like, do you even know, you know, if you're like, well, I don't know, just sit back, ask yourself, (laughs) what is it like when I'm hungry? What is my, what happens to my body when I'm hungry? How do I know I'm hungry? And if you're like, I don't know, I've just every two hours, I eat 30 grams of protein and 25 grams of carb, like, you know, then that's probably a sign that something's off and you need to get back in touch with that mind-body connection of what's really going on and start re-examining that relationship that you have with food. So I do have a question because I I know that that makes a lot of sense in the like losing weight aspect, but if you're trying to gain weight, like, are there, are there differences there? You know, because like you, okay. In in my head, I'm like, I was about to say like, you have to eat sometimes when you don't want to. Right. But I'm sure there's a better way. So if you could, if you could speak to that a little more and how it, like both of you, like how it may differ, uh, based on like well you have if you want to lose weight um you know you i i I think you get what i'm saying but like what are what are the differences when you're trying to gain weight and you feel like you have to eat more than when you are actually like hungry so this is tough and i want to like huge shout out to my clients that are working on muscle gaining right now mass gaining i think it's harder than weight loss so fucking hard i really do man it's a lot and there's a it's it so god bless these dudes they're doing great um and working really hard at it but it is one of those things where you have to start thinking about eating more but if you're slowly increasing usually it's not too too big of an issue i notice that people hit a wall usually when they get over 3000 calories in three in between 3 and 4000 calories it's like okay this is starting to get a little tough <laughs> and then it becomes um, more strategic so that you are including more really calorie dense foods to actually decrease the volume of food. Like how I was talking about with weight loss clients, we need to make sure we got more volume on the plate. We actually do the opposite. It's like the opposite progression when I'm working mm-hmm. with someone in mass building. It's like, how can we still make sure, yes, you're getting all your micronutrients, but start to include more calorie dense foods like honey is going into every shake that they make, you know, things like that where yeah. I wouldn't tell this is where nutrition gets different. I wouldn't tell, you know, my six-year-old mother to eat the same thing that I'm going to tell a 30-year-old competitive athlete who's in the gym working a lot. Like, they're going to eat different things. The composition, the game changes, I think, when you're talking about someone who's a competitive athlete working on gaining game mass. Changers. Like, it's a little different. So, I don't, did that answer yeah. your question? Yeah, yeah. I mean, because it, it, when you look at it in a, I, and I don't want to talk about like good and bad foods and fun foods or whatever, but you have a bigger budget, right? So you can you can spend more money on the things you want to eat, and and so like you you're right, you you can add in more honey, you can, you know, maybe add in more peanut butter or a little more butter. Like those are kind of like, but I think a lot of people think of as like hidden calories where. They're like, oh, yeah, I have a salad. It's like, yeah, but you also put two tablespoons of olive oil on it. So, like, that's a lot that you're not thinking about. Like, you're just telling people in subtle ways to add in more calories, like the honey, like the oils, like the, you know, other things like that. Yeah, I actually made these guys a guide that give. it's like a cheat sheet. And it's so like it's the opposite I don't do this for weight loss clients because I just don't believe in that neg- the 
reduction mindset of it. But I think Mm -hmm. that for these, for them, it makes sense. So it's like, what are some really calorically dense condiments that I can throw on everything? And like, where can I get this stuff from? So it's just like kind of a different game. But that's why I love nutrition because it's like a puzzle. And it's cool Mm -hmm. that like I get to work with a range of people and it's like all these, it's like all these different puzzles and you're just like figuring out there's multiple ways to solve this puzzle. What's going to be the best way for you? What's your Google Maps? Let's make it work. Okay, <laughs> everyone talk about your Google Maps and how you heard on this podcast. Um, no, but I think that that I, I just, you know, we talk about weight loss so much that I really want to touch on like weight gain and that it becomes more specific when you're like, hey, I would like to just like gain more weight. doesn't matter to me what it is. And then I'm trying to build lean muscle mass, right? Then you're like, okay, maybe we're throwing in more protein powder. I don't, I don't know what it is you would do, but those based on the specifics that that person wants, right? You're going to tell them what they, not what they should or shouldn't have, but maybe what they should like more try to focus on. And correct me if that's, that's wrong. But. Yeah. It's like, um, well, I always try to approach nutrition and like, what can we add to your life instead of what are we taking away? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, that's kind of how it is for them, but we should probably do a whole, podcast on like mass and muscle gaining and what that's like because fuck yeah (laughs) it's so so well so much of it is training like i can feed you to put the weight on but if it's not Mm -hmm. matched with a solid training program one of these awesome clients i'm talking about they're working with row and i so you know they're dialed in um (laughs) (laughs) so that's what's really cool is like um yeah and i do ask all my clients for training programs but it's even cooler when you're like you got your homie and you guys can collab, but, um, anyways, I'm getting off track here, but it's, there's so many other things going on. Also sleep. Like if you're not sleeping and you're trying to gain weight and put on muscle mass and you're not letting the body rest and recover, like that's why I really believe in that holistic athlete mindset. So we should really do a whole podcast about it. We should, uh, let us know if you want a whole episode on how to gain mass. Of course, you know, hopefully that people are like, yes, that's me. Um, Nicole, is there anything that like, maybe you've been like thinking about or like want to add on? And if not, then you can just say, no, I can sip my Sonic cherry diet, cherry limeade or whatever you're drinking. Yeah. I've taken like three sips of that. I'm not drinking it. Um, (laughs) it's not happening. Just pound it. No, I mean, I definitely like, obviously we're talking about like weight loss and weight gain. Um, With the intuitive eating process, you're really just trying to find where it is that your body sits naturally and what it feels like to take care of yourself from like that place of self-respect and just tapping into like, what are the behaviors that I really want to have in my life? So I definitely understand like those specific goals of weight loss or weight gain. And that's why, you know, I love that there's so many different dietitians out there and healthcare professionals out there that individuals can choose from to really be like, this is my goal. And like, this is what I'm passionate about. And this is what I want to pursue. Um, I obviously just don't do that. So, but yeah, those are definitely very um, understandable and like, you know, realistic goals for whatever it is in your life that you're, you're really wanting to push towards. Nice. Shout out to all you people getting after your goals. Shit is hard, especially when it's been a year in quarantine. So <laughs> ah, trauma um, anniversary. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> Happy trauma anniversary, everyone. <laughs> uh, things you should not be joking about. Should have been serious. But um, cool. That was that was uh, great. I, I think that you know we. I think we've all kind of hit things that we want to talk about. I get to I get to fight about what a calorie is. <laughs> um, no, but but it 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 really is it so much that like I I, I believe strongly in what you two do and what you preach and like it's it's amazing that people aren't this way like why why would you want to do it any other way because it just seems so restrictive and then like we talked about on the pat the last podcast about how you know like you you get so much more shame and you get shamed by shitty coaches when you're like well you didn't hit your macros and you didn't do what i told you to do and you know if like it's so much easier when you're like yeah you fell within your ranges that's so great you're doing great. It's just so much better for the client and then also the the practitioner because you get to celebrate the wins but also like feel good that you're not just royally fucking up someone mentally and physically and emotionally. Um so shout out to to all the RDs and especially you two who who do really great work. So um just as a uh, as a side note or as our outro um, myself and Nicole are still currently accepting clients. Uh, I do all things related to exercise and performance. Nicole is our intuitive eating and health at every size dietitian. She talked about that a little earlier. Uh, and then Brooke is a dietitian specializing in a, in athletic performance and body recomposition. And she's still badass Brookie. So you can join the <laughs> wait list to work with her for one-on-one nutrition coaching. Um, please be sure to follow us at at Health Unfiltered Pod on Instagram. Keep sending us awesome questions. Keep commenting on stuff. Keep sharing our stuff. Uh, we love to see it and, and share it ourselves. Um, and then if you uh, feel like you like us a lot, leave us a, a review. That really helps us, us grow. We're trying to break from that 150. I don't know what it is. I don't even know if that email is real, but we're shooting for number one. I know we really love doing this. Um, so yeah, please rate us, share us, and leave a re- review wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but until next time, we hope you have a great week. Uh, you know that that you learn something from this podcast and from other podcasts that that allow you to kind of change how you view health and nutrition and exercise and that you all, you know, have, have better, healthier lives. So, um, we're going to peace out and Brooke is going to take it away. Cue that music. (laughs) (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) Y'all.